Hello and welcome to The Change Troubleshooter. This is Nina Dar's podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 7 of The Changing Mindsets season of The Change Troubleshooter. This episode is called Changing Mindsets on It's Never Too Late. Today, Nina is joined by Evelyn Kortum, also known artistically as E. Wasserhausen. Evelyn recently went through a massive life change. Last year, after 30 years of living and working in Geneva, Switzerland, and a successful career at the World Health Organization, she and her husband packed up and moved to Tavira in the south of Portugal, where she has unexpectedly become an artist, and when she least expected it, her passion for her art has become a business, proving that it's never too late to follow your dreams. Hello and welcome to the next episode of the Change Troubleshooter podcast. And this is a first for us, as I am sat side by side with Evelyn. And we have never done this before. We're not between screens today. We're actually together in person, which is very lovely. (laughs) And today we are talking about changing mindsets, as always. And today we're talking about how it's never too late, which will take us into a discussion about positive and negative mindsets and fixed and growth mindsets. But before we get into all of that detail, Evelyn, please introduce yourselves to everyone. Yes, thank you, Nina. And thank you for the invitation to your very famous podcast, (laughs) which I enjoy very much. (laughs) Um, My name is Evelyn Kortum. And uh, the last 30 years, I lived in Geneva, Switzerland and worked at the World Health Organization. I'm an occupational health and safety specialist. And last year, I left the WHO and I moved to Portugal, to Tavira, where we are now physically. (laughs) And so that was a big change. And I really enjoyed it here too. Very, very different from my previous 30 years, but fantastic. And so your move here didn't just come because of work or anything. Actually, it was the end of a chapter for you and the start of you deciding what you were going to do with your new life here, which must have been quite daunting, leaving a country with so much structure Mm -hmm. and yourself a German background. (laughs) (laughs) like of all things structural to come to a culture with a lot less structure Mm -hmm. a lot more freedom so you know how did you feel about that transition well obviously very daunting in the beginning but you know my family my mother she moved uh, to Mallorca um, when she was about 40 and uh, then my sister moved there too from Hamburg and we were already used to to moving in a way but obviously you think like mm, am I going to find some friends or how will my social life look like uh, what will I be doing will people still be interested in my in my academic career and what I'm going to do with my time so uh, these are all the worries I think everybody would have, but I was very lucky to come here with my husband 
So when you're two, you still support each other, which is a which is a great thing. Yeah, it is. Yeah. As long as you both have the same mindset, of course. No, you don't <laughs> need to have the same mindset at all. <laughs> you just need to agree on some things <laughs> yeah. or find consensus. <laughs> yes, yes. And it's so interesting that you bring in your mum right from the start because when it comes to where our mindsets come from, they come from our whole lives of being surrounded by other people. And the people are, that are closest to us have an enormous impact on influencing our mindset and where our own mindset comes from. And I know some people struggle with acknowledging that, but it is a fact. And, uh, and then every bit of something that we are exposed to adds to that, that way that we see life. So early in your life, your mum was a role model for you in somebody who was happy to move around, look at new cultures, do new things. Yes, no, that's right. That obviously had an influence. Yeah, I learned very early, you could leave your place, you know, of uh, where you're used to. I left Hamburg in 1986, actually, and then went for one year to, to England to live there before I went back to Hamburg and then to Geneva and where I wanted to stay for a year and I stayed for 30 years. <laughs> so you never really know what's happening, you know, if you're, if you're feeling well in an area or if you have a good job, then it really has an impact. But obviously my mother did, did have a big influence on me, but she was, otherwise she didn't really have a very open mindset. Ah. She was she was pretty much, you know, close to her house and she'd never learned Spanish, wow. which is like one of the things I really want to do. Like I learned French when I lived in Geneva because I think it's so important to discuss with people to to get what you want. And now Portuguese is really a challenge, but <laughs> fortunately they do understand some Spanish here. So I come by in Spanish. <laughs> Or English. <laughs> or English. English, yes, a lot with English. <laughs> and instead of having our usual background today, we are surrounded by this amazing artwork, which is your exciting new project. Yes. Like here is one as well. Now tell us a bit my about latest. this. This is my latest. Yeah, so this came about when, um, uh, when we were in Estepona on holiday. And on the beach, you find these really scruffy things. They look scruffy in the beginning. And we I see the back of it so yes, you can see like, what it is. It's like this. It's, it's, it's a bark of a palm tree. And I started collecting them. And my husband said, what are you collecting this rubbish for? And it's all dirty. <laughs> and I said, but I think the, the shape is so interesting. And I took it home and I washed it. And then I suddenly started painting it. And my husband was like, Oh, this looks really nice. <laughs> so I started doing more and more. And I also started painting and collecting a eucalyptus bark and uh, all sorts of things, uh, natural things, um, revamping old things uh, into new things. This, this has been sort of um, my passion and also collecting shells on the beach and trying to make them look nice, for example. And so I, I developed a first project already with uh, these um, uh, pieces. 
you can call them masks. Other people call them something else. <laughs> this project yeah. has come from lots of different directions, though, hasn't it? I mean, you have always been interested in living a sustainable life, and that's always been important to you. So coming across something very natural was one gateway where you thought, hang on, there is something really beautiful here that we could do something with. What could I do that with? And then actually to decide that you were going to become an artist, because this isn't just a hobby of you collecting bits of palm trees and shells. This is something that actually you have gone quite far with creating some branding, formalizing, a, a story around this art project, talking to galleries, creating a business. So this is this is not just a bit of painting on some some things that you collected on the beach. So why have you gone that far with it? Well, initially it was obviously, <laughs> but then when you know I I joined Facebook only when I arrived in Portugal. I didn't have time when I was at work. I was always on LinkedIn. And when I joined Facebook, I also put some of my um, pictures online and people said, oh, that looks really nice. So I got a lot of support and I put more and more on and I, I painted more and more and, uh, and the support was really, really good. And my greatest supporter is my husband, <laughs> I have to say, but that helps you, you know, with becoming more um conscious about that maybe you're creating something that other people like as well and so I'm always like a little bit impatient this is the only time and you can see it's it's all little dots and I don't think let's put it a little bit closer so you can see the intricate nature which has a lot of similarities to the aboriginal work yes it does which is another influence for you but painstaking amount of patience and work goes into these collections and they are not just a series of random dots are they no no like for example this one is is very organized as well you can see it it's based on an original um idea of aboriginal painting and uh this one i call amadura amazona because i think it's like it's like a shield for your body it really fits nicely to a woman's body (laughs) and so i came up with this idea that i want to do a project amadura amazona so i have amazons and art is a project and i have all these wonderful friends i found here and neighbors who were my models and i found monica who was a star photographer in miami and she took these most wonderful photos and we're going to have our first art book printed soon it's already online and it's just uh, fantastic and my daughter she developed a logo for me and she will also work on the website so everything sort of falls together and it's just a lot of fun to to do this and I also enjoy looking at them. I like them. <laughs> I love them. I love them. And even though you're making it sound like it's serendipity and everything just falls together, actually, it's always amazing how when people, you know, and I bet you have a lot of people that say to me, oh, you're so lucky. You've left now this 30-year career at the World Health Organization where you did amazing stuff. And tomorrow you're an artist and you already have a collection of stuff. You're so lucky. But then we always say, oh, 
lucky people work hard, but actually there is more than this, isn't there? There's more than luck. There's more than hard work. This is a mindset. This is where even though you say, right, well, we came somewhere new and I stumbled across these things, actually your mind was probably very open because you'd come to a new place, a new culture, you were already deciding which way your career was going to go and how you were going to fill your time. So having an open mindset will have helped that journey, but then you must have a growth mindset which allows you to think that every day you can learn something new and that one day you can be working on the health and safety policies of big corporate organizations and even and, and world institutes. But tomorrow, your skills can be applied to something very creative. You must really believe that. Yes, I do. And I've always been a big believer of continuous learning. Continuous learning, I think, in organizations for yourself, I think is essential. When I worked uh, at the WHO, I finalized a PhD in, in applied psychology uh, because I wanted to go further and further and learn more. And I think this is just, uh, this is just my mindset that for the issues that I'm passionate about, I like to go as far as possible. There are obviously other things I don't like to do, and that's where I <laughs> probably have a fixed mindset uh, because I also think I cannot do them. Like singing, I would never <laughs> say that I can sing, but people say you can learn singing. So it's probably possible, but I, I haven't put my interest into, into singing at all. So um, my interest just switched over to, to painting uh, dots and, and, and other things. But the um, uh, initial inspiration, I think, came from my mother as well, because she, when she was 70, she was a, a bookkeeper, but when she was 70, and she, she also lived like very, very strict in a way but at 70 she started painting just like out of the blue there was a course that was offered in her village and she went with all these women it was a social event and my mother also painted like a bookkeeper everything had to be precise <laughs> very precise so that's the difference between us I have half precision I'm not, <laughs> I'm, not I'm not exactly like her I don't have the same aspirations, but I like things to, to look nice and also have a sense for me. So I think there are areas where we have fixed mindsets, where we have open mindsets or growth mindsets, and there are areas where we have a mix, where, where we have a mix of them. For sure. So there, nothing is like black and white. No, and that is a big part of the message that we want to give across today, actually, isn't it? There isn't one mindset and you're rarely in that same mindset all the time and actually in prep for this conversation I was looking at it you know just googling around what people say about it and I was reading about so many different mindsets now social mindsets which actually is one that you've covered in how everyone has come together around this project and how other people have got involved with photography and websites and branding and that primarily comes because this is a very positive project 
and something very enjoyable. And people like to be around and connected to something that is inherently positive. So all the time we've got this, we've got lots of different mindsets going on, even things like jealous mindsets and greed mindsets and, and things that would be perceived to be not so positive but all of these mindsets we do experience at some time in our lives and it is quite natural and okay to sometimes feel jealous you know I'm quite jealous that you (laughs) have arrived here decided to do something like this and it is all coming together in this way that's not a negative thing because my jealousy doesn't mean that I want you to fail or the negative elements that we associate with that. In fact, it is inspiring me to think, well, why didn't I do something like this? And then in my mind, I think, well, because I'm not creative and I go through my own cycle, even though I am a very positive person and all about continuous learning and think I can do absolutely anything. When I look at something like this, I immediately think, but I'm not creative in that way. And we know that we have this fixed mindset. We have this <laughs> bouncing around that goes on all the time. And I think one of the lessons that both of us probably want to share is you shouldn't do this bouncing around in isolation because it is the other people that are around you who will really influence this. And you talked about initially going to Facebook and people giving you a positive reaction to what you were doing. I think it's both. I think it's the other people, but it has to come from here, from inside you as well. And this just happens, you know, because, for example, I I never thought I was going to paint, really. I did uh, ceramics, I did stone sculpturing and like random sort of paint jobs but I never did this kind of work but maybe it's related also to my journey to Australia that I was really inspired again by Aboriginal art so I think it's so beautiful and the whole culture is beautiful and the connection to the earth and I like these earths and colors as well but I also like other colors I like bright colors so I'm I'm still in the experimental stage as well but everybody can do it. Even you, Nina, you can paint. Yeah, well, yeah, the jury will be out on that. But definitely, I would give it a go. I would definitely give it a go. Yeah. Um, whether I would take it as far as you're taking it, which is, I think, really nice to see, is that you are confident enough to create a business out of this. And you've chosen a really magical business name as well. Tell us about that. Oh, my name, yeah. So since I, Evelyn Cotton is really my name for my work and my academic work, I thought I'm not going to use the same. I need to find something else. And my husband, he likes astrology and he said my my Chinese zodiac sign is Vasahaze, which is water rabbit. And I thought, oh, I like water rabbit. That sounds good. <laughs> and when I called him, when I told him that I'm going to be called now E. Water Rabbit, Wasserhase, <laughs> he said, What? <laughs> and other people also said, Where did you get that from? And why? Why did you change your name? But it just feels right to me. I don't know. It just comes with what I'm doing. And I think it's it's like another part of my life. It's a it's a new part. 
And I would like to honor that new part with a new name, with a new surrounding. And, and the other part is, is so I'm, I'm using my left and my right brain half much more, the, the right one much more than before. The left one I always used at work. So I really think that that is a good development actually. It's like Serena Williams, she was talking about yeah. evolution, yeah. not retirement. You know, you're actually evolving. You have time. You have time to evolve into different directions. At work, you're always pressed, always stressed. You don't have time to properly think about things. You think about it at night and then you sleep badly. Then you wake up, you think about your work. But it's still not enough time to, to I mean, I would have liked to have a longer day at work, really, to do everything properly. But that's another mindset that yeah. we get stuck in, mm. isn't it? And I think now younger generations are really trying to embrace this, that work is part of life. It is just part of life. It's not a separate thing. We don't have to dedicate all of our lives to work. We can do many things. And actually, our work can take many forms. And it's like the icky guy principle that I really love where the Japanese, obviously so good at this sort of stuff, where they separate out what we love in life and then what we get paid for. Mm -hmm. And making it clear that, yes, there are some things that maybe we have to have a mindset on because we have to earn money in today's world, in today's setup. And sometimes we have to do that. We have to focus on making sure we have some money to live. But then that doesn't have to dominate our lives and we don't have to have this such sharp separation all the time i don't quite agree i think there can be meaningful work of and, course you know it doesn't always pay though meaningful well, work doesn't always sometimes pay. meaningful <laughs> work also pays i mean i i enjoyed a lot of my work at who when i could see it had an impact you know when i could see you I and my collaborators, we could create something sustainable. Yeah. Like, for example, we, we created a healthy workplace model and it's still being in use. We have PhDs that are written from that model. Yeah. Ireland, Health Ireland picked it up to implement it in, in their government structures. And there is an award and, you know, it's like it's taking up its own life. And when I see things like that, I'm really 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 happy and I think it was meaningful what I spent my time on and and that's amazing yeah. but not everybody might find themselves in those situations yeah. where there were I mean it is about a mindset again because of course we can find something meaningful in everything that we do but some people just have to be at the checkout yeah. or be in the Amazon warehouse and maybe feeling stuck and think, well, what is my influence on the world? Where is my moment of meaning? Where is my moment of creativity? But it actually can come and it can come in so many different ways. And typically in, in a lot of these jobs, it is the people that you are working with who will help bring some meaning to those situations as well. And this is all just about mindsets. So hopefully today... And opportunity, I have to say. <laughs> wow, bringing opportunity in is a whole new podcast. For next time, <laughs> for next time. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, and so 
Um, I hope that Evelyn has inspired you today with her words and her demonstration of how a growth mindset can really take you to places that you'd never imagined. And if you would like to follow her work, where can people find you? Well, I'm, I'm going to have a website, evasahazard.com. My, my daughter is going to, to do that. And I'm also on Instagram under that name and, and also on Facebook. And so we'll, you can have a look there. We'll attach these links to yeah. the podcast notes. Um, so it's been an absolute pleasure. Yeah, for me as well. <laughs> Thank you. And I'm sure we'll check in sometime later to see how this is going. Yeah, absolutely. With pleasure. Thank you. Well, thanks again to Nuna's guests and thank you for listening to The Change Troubleshooter. If you'd like to continue the conversation, contact Nina directly, ninadar.com. And if you've enjoyed this episode, please like it. Join us again for the next episode of The Change Troubleshooter. This has been a Sun Soaked Creative production.